Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast season two, the place to be to live authentically by simply embracing your life with your hosts, Kayla and Annie. Hi, everyone. So today we're going to be talking about the ego and let's just cut it to the chase where <laughs> before hopping to this recording, Annie, we're discussing, um, Annie and I were discussing how we're going to like maybe tell her this, how we're going to approach it, whatever. Annie, what did you just say to me? I was like, record? actually, what, I don't even know what I said. I can't remember what I said anymore. I'm like, actually, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. I'm like, I actually don't know a whole lot about the ego. I feel like I have nothing to say. <laughs> You're like challenge about it, right? You're like, talking. And then I replied, I was like, yeah, the ego doesn't really like the spotlight. So <laughs> that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. That's why we're going to just like shed the light strong and strong on it so that we can like start looking at what the ego is, what does it serve us or not serve us, and how to address it in our way, in our life to benefit from it and also live more authentically Mm. so really like I love what you said you're like I don't know what to say I don't know it I don't I don't know what I'll tell you a little bit about what the ego is and then you'll probably be like oh my god yeah yes this 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 so here's what the ego is according to my research the ego is the conscious mind right the part of you that you identify as self so it's the part that we're like oh it's me doing that, or it's myself doing that, or it's myself thinking about that. Now, in order to understand the ego, we need to understand, like, I guess, put simply, the ego has its purpose, like anything. Like we talked last week about emotion, like we talk about other stuff in our life. It's part of the you. The ego serve, yeah, it's part of you, but it uh, it is not you, right? So it's mm-hmm. a part of you, but it is not you. So The ego's job at the basic level is to prevent us from acting on basic urges. To keep you safe, right? To keep you safe, right? So, like, ego is born out of fear and isolation, right? So Mm. when you're in fear mode, when you're, like, you're alone, your ego kicks in and says, do these things, do these things, or protect yourself in this way so that you don't get destroyed or that you don't have to feel a certain way. And you've probably seen that happen a lot of time in adulthood more than childhood. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that you can't experience it as a child, but hear how it shows up in real life. It shows off as you always need to be right. You feel jealousy. You feel like a victim all the time. You feel like your life is like everything that's happening is happening to you instead of for you, right? You have a big pride. You maybe show up with some arrogance in your life. You're probably one of those person that uses sarcasm all the time to try to protect yourself from the world and other people. You have a hard time to admit your faults and and to apologize. Like the ego is protecting you. So at no cost will it put shame on it. You know, it will also have like narcissism tendencies Mm -hmm. where they like to manipulate or control or try to play with other people's minds and emotions so that they can win and benefit from other people. 
So the ego is a smart, you know, identity. Let's call it that to play around with words. It's really smart because it has its own kind of characteristic and it serves its purpose. But to a certain extent, the big problem that happens with the ego is that, well, really, there's no problem with the ego itself. The problem becomes a byproduct of not being able to regulate your ego, Mm. right? So too much of one thing, too much of another, that's where the problem lies. Your ego is not the bad thing. Because, you know, you probably heard, oh my God, the ego, the ego, the ego. And we always have like a negative like association to it. However, when you break it down, the ego, like we mentioned before, is there to protect us in some form, some way, some shape. It serves its purpose. Too much of it becomes the problem. Too much of arrogance, too much of jealousy, too much of victimizing yourself. You're not going to live your full potential. You're not going to be able to tap into your full authenticity and being or living from your soul place, right? You always see this battle between the ego and the soul, where, you know, the, the ego is presented as evil and then the soul is presented as... And like, I think that's where my battle lies. And that's okay. We can explore that because, you know, really, it affects everything we do, right? Our ego is like kicking in all the time and it will affect our decision making, our mood, uh, the way we show up in the world, how we feel superior to others, or even if we are like doing something wrong and then we use it as a way to justify our behavior, right Mm. so it's like when you said you know that's where i'm like there's a battle between me where i have like the ego and then i have my soul soul. yeah they're always at conflict for a reason because they're trying to be two separate identity but they can work together they can listen on podcasts and things and they can work in sync and that's not easy exactly it's 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 quite possible and i guess when you do it's quite magical Absolutely. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm. It could be a harmony of both. Yes. I watched this um, show on Netflix and I know it's super random, but it's blind spot. And, you know, for those who listen to it anyway, she's like this woman with a bunch of tattoos. He wakes up in New York in a bag. This lady has, you know, they identify her as Jane Doe because she's born. She doesn't remember anything of who she was. But as the show evolves, she starts remembering who she was. And there's parts of her that she doesn't like. So she's trying to dissociate herself and say, oh, this person who I was before is not me anymore. But I am this new person, Jane. And the thing is, at some point, you know, I don't want to give punchlines. But there's a moment in time where in the show, somebody pointed out that in order to be in harmony, to live like your most best life, you can't just say that was me and I ignore that part of me. You can't forget. Because you can't just deny it. Exactly. Because you are still that person. Mm-hmm. Inside, you still have those experiences, those habits, those, those patterns memories. that you had, those memories whether you remember or not, you have, you were that person. Because it made you who you are today and you wouldn't be you without it. Literally. You don't need to live in the past, but the understanding of that past, that creation of what you went through, even though you might not like it anymore. Well, it's part of yesterday. It doesn't belong. It doesn't need to exist. However, 
how can you learn and evolve and grow moving forward? But denying exactly. it, it's like, I wasn't perfect. I acted this way. I did this. We're not perfect. We're humans. The beauty of being mm. human, again, is feeling those emotions like we talked in another podcast and or making mistakes. But the beauty of the experience is, what am I here to learn? What am mm. I here to experience? And what is my opportunity for involvement and growth of, of, of my most beautiful self? Mm. Without having to completely deny it and recognize I did what I did with the best with the best tools that I had in the best way I knew how, and here I am. Yeah, and it's not ignoring it; it's not saying or denying, like you said, but it's accepting that you have coexisting ego and soul combined, and they're always competing, right? The ego likes to compete. It has this kind <laughs> of characteristic of like, I want to win. I'm at the top of my game. I'm yeah, better yeah, than yeah. everyone else. Basically, here's the challenge with this. When you're tapping too much in that aspect of yourself to ego, what happens is that you're not open. You're completely shut off. You think you don't need to learn because you think you're on top of the world. You think that you know best, that you always know everything, that you're always right. And you'll never admit any faults. The truth is, you said something key there, Annie, before. It's like, we need to make mistakes to evolve into the person we're meant to be in order to be, I don't want to say flawless, but in order to be in harmony. Or and our, most, our most authentic self. Authentic self. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You need to be able to allow yourself to make mistakes and to fail. You know, there's this expression I heard before where it's like, fail forward to success. And it's a beautiful quote because when you fail backwards, it's where you highlight all those mistakes you've made without really taking acknowledgement that, you know, they were a part of you. There's a learning opportunity. And there's growth. a great learning. Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, we all have an ego. So oh, whether you're God. like, oh, I don't have one. That's probably your ego saying you don't have one. Totally. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> so... It's fun to play around with this because it's a it's a heavy subject. It's something that you probably don't, you know, hear often about or as often every day. But start paying attention to the people around you and start looking at how they behave. And you'll see clearly, you'll see it in full action like the way that it presents itself is a way to protect people, right? It's the way is the like mechanism of defense when people have blocked themselves from their emotion, from feeling or from whatever else they don't want to feel. Like if it's a situation or an experience and they don't want to fully process it, then we turn into like a trauma. Well, the ego will be there to protect it. So it, yeah. the ego is like a mask to what's actually going on inside. And once you break that, eggshell of the ego that's when you can start feeling like more authentic i'm not gonna say fully authentic because it takes practice it takes learning it takes experience but it's one step at a time and you need to recognize that first and foremost you have an ego if you deny it then yeah you you're not you're denying your truest self really <laughs> Yeah, because you you have, you need to accept it's all of you. you. Yes, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. You need to accept all of you, ego, emotions yeah. and all, right? Absolutely. The good and the bad. And there's, again, yes. I don't perceive us as good or bad. 
I perceive it more as I, I feel like it's more um there is no good or bad. The ego again is not good or bad. Just like uh consuming sugar, let's say, or alcohol or whatever you want to consume. Too much of it becomes a problem. And I was going to say earlier, moderation, everything in moderation, ego in moderation, <laughs> you know, same idea. Ego in moderation and, and ego is not bad, right? We labeled it as bad because we saw the extreme of some people oh, yes. like being living in their ego, completely alone living. on a hill, on a mountain oh, yeah. by themselves. I'm king of the world. Do you really want to be that? Are you really a king if there's nobody else to live with? You're a king yeah. to whom? You're completely alone. In your ego. And their motto is like me, myself, and I, mm. right? Their motto is me, myself, and I. And we've seen those people hurt us before. Yes. That's why from our experience as human beings encountering those people, we perceive as the, the ego as being bad, mm-hmm. right? But I'm here today to tell you that the ego is actually not bad. And I'm going to stand by it. You can try to convince me otherwise, but the ego is not <laughs> bad. Just like anything, moderation is key. So in this case, think of your ego as it's there to serve its purpose, it's there to protect you, it's there to help you and strive in some environments or experiences in your life. But too much of it is the, I guess, issue, right? Yeah, detrimental to your authentic self, to your most beautiful health and however you can show up in the world. It's It wants to make you feel safe. So obviously it's going to get in the way. It's going to put a safety yeah. hat and a safety safety vest on and be like, I will always protect you. But then you're like, do I really need protection in this situation? Do I really need to be hidden and not seen in this opportunity or this experience or this emotion? You know? And I think it's just a yeah. little bit of, you know, as you were kind of talking through and, you know, when we make decisions and how we choose to show up. And I guess we could also refer to like the ego being part of the mind and the soul being part of the heart. And it's okay when you show up in either way. Because there's no good or bad. It's your. It's about you being you and figuring it out along the way. This is part of the journey of being on Earth and being humans until we're gone. Um, but when you do make a decision and when you do show up a certain way, are you doing it out of your mind, out of the ego? Or are you doing it out of your soul and out of your heart? And that's okay if you do one or the other. But it's becoming aware. And I think for me, realizing, oh, we're going to the ego and I feel completely confused and yes, totally the ego stepping in. And it's not that I don't, I'm not a person of ego. I'm human. So the ego steps in more often than not. And I think it's just on a soul searching level and allowing myself to fully experience trauma and pain and hurt through many life experience from my parents' illnesses and death or quitting jobs, cold turkey, quitting a governmental job after 14 years, you know, just things that society doesn't just culture says to do or how we don't know how to process death and dying. It's just, I've learned so much to tap so much more in my emotions because it would, it would ask me to. The opportunity mm-hmm. came knocking. And I think we've talked about it maybe in our, one of our first episodes that when that door and somebody comes knocking, it's an opportunity to feel, to, mm-hmm. to learn, to grow and to heal and then to let go and move on and become your best authentic self. And you just said it like, not, let's not deny the past that wherever the ego and emotions belonged at one point and, and the soul, but learn from it allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be aware and don't resent yourself don't hate yourself for it learn to embrace it and sometimes it's hard to go there and deal with all of that because it's so painful and Mm -hmm. we need to deny it and ignore it because it's known as to be ugly in society you know but it's those are actually our best learning experiences for growth and figuring out our tempting self and how we choose to show up in the world and do i want to show up out of my heart do i want to show up by my mind and sometimes yeah we need to be logical we need to think things through 
through the mind and what makes sense. And I think for me, I've learned so strongly to always go back to my emotions and to my soul and what feels right. And I'm big on intuition. I'm still developing and growing my understanding of my own intuition. I'm still learning mm-hmm. to listen to it. And the intuition is big. It's beyond. It's a whole other theme, a whole other experience. So when you, when you, Oh, when you, you just uh, crave the intuition of the knowing versus of the logical thinking of the ego and keep me safe, it's almost hard to turn back. But look, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm normal. The ego exists in my life as much as in yours. I'm not any different mm-hmm. or any supernat- more supernatural than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, my ego is still very alive because it's also part of who I am. When I think it's Absolutely. about when you go into the ego, it's that safety net. And trust me, often that safety net is good to sit in. And I just want to sit in that safety net and I'm not going anywhere and I'm sitting in my chair and is that's it. But then you're yeah. like, then wh- where does that take me? How do I grow? How do I find myself? How do I become yeah. more authentic to my truest self? Which I don't even know who that is sometimes. And I, I, it's, it's, it's craving within me to be, to be experienced and felt and spoken out. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I just want to expand on what you said. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no growth that happens in that space. When you're tapping too much of in the ego, you're not allowing for space for you to explore, expand, and forgive and release. You're trying to protect and preserve and shut down and be locked up all the time. Yeah. And that's where those tendency of, you know, you probably have some people that comes to mind when I say victimization. People that literally live their day-to-day as victims. victims, victims of their circumstances, victim of the events that happened to them maybe like 20, 40, 50 years ago. And they're constantly living in that past. And as a result of that, they show up in their life as people who are vampires, energy suckers. They yeah. always, always have an issue, no solution. They drain you and out. those people, yes. oh, they drain you. <gasps> and they do not want to be fixed. They do not want to heal and heal happens when you allow yourself to go at the soul level and your heart and your space and your mind, like beyond the ego. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond the ego. Beyond the safe zone. Yeah. So that safety net serves its purpose for a period of time. But the important part here is the regulation of the ego. So, too much of it is like an overdose. <laughs> and <laughs> it is. Not enough of it, you might be perceived as weak and not strong enough. So you need to have a balance of both, right? Yeah. I just want to read something that I found online here. It was really cool how to, you know, techniques on how to overcome your ego. And they're like cute bullet points because at the end of the day, it sounds so complicated when you think about it. You're like, oh, how do I fix this? How do, how do I? It's simple. Stop being offended. If somebody says something to you, don't take it personally. And there's a really great book about that exactly for um, topics, I guess, of like how to live your most, you know, personal freedom life is the Four Agreements, mm. a practical guide to a personal freedom by Don Miguel Ruiz. Maybe Very I'm not saying book. this correctly, but amazing, simple book to help you to overcome your ego. The second bullet was let go of the need to win. Let go of the need to be right, let go of the need to be superior, and let go of the need to have more. By letting go of your identity, like you're identifying yourself by your achievements, you'll be able to live more fully and also let go of your reputation. The ego is all about how it looks, 
what is achieving, right? Like, oh, look at me. I'm doing great. I'm achieving more. I'm do So it's always seeking for outward recognition. It feels this very intensive emotion or not emotion, but like energy of competitiveness all the time. And its only purpose is to serve itself, right? Not to serve others. Yeah. So when we're thinking about the soul, as we mentioned before, the soul is all about the heart, the connection, helping and serving others. It doesn't need outward recognition. It only recognizes, you know, its recognition is from inwards. Our acceptance, our worthiness is from within. But when you think about the ego, the ego is all about, look at me. Do I look good in the community? Do people like me? Do I have enough like on social media? Do I have enough, you know, it all comes down to that it 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 becomes like this identity outside of yourself Mm -hmm. right because it's all about the image it's all about the mask to preserve yourself inside and to contain everything and try to hold it in instead of healing and let it go and the ego also always feel some sort of lack so this looks like people always wanting more money the next best car, the next best trip, the next best big house. They're never, ever content with what they have. But if you think about the soul, the soul will be content with little to nothing because it knows that it's enough. I'm not saying that you can't have material stuff in your life, but you don't feel the need to always do more, to have more, to then show up in the world. You just know when you're living from that true authentic place, that you are enough as you are, that you can learn any skills you want to learn because life is abundant, mm. and that you can show up in the world as your true self by serving and helping others to do the same because that's what authenticity is, right? It's really just mm. at this pure level of who we are. So the ego comes and plays a role, but it's not exactly what will serve you the most, right? So we need to recognize you have both parts and you cannot just choose one because by choosing one, you're completely ignoring the other one. Yeah, one stands out more than the other. And again, I think we've talked about it and I even had a conversation with a friend, you know, and it's something that I heard at one point and that really stuck with me. And I think it was through my uh, Dream Mastery uh, certification um, it was uh, the um, our, our our grand teacher of dreams, such an amazing woman. Um, talked about, I think, and I think we all often seek balance, and balance is is, is it's okay. It's it's a beautiful thing because it's the recognition of the awareness of things can can be balanced, um, and it happens in all relationships and uh, relationship that it's a relationship at work, like career wise, that it's with your loved ones, that it's with a friend, that it's with a stranger. Um, but I think something in beautiful is that I think it's about finding the harmony and the balance because the balance will never be 50, 50 because mm-hmm. the 50, 50 is very stagnant. It's a uh, linear and it's not moving. And mm-hmm. I guess I could say in simple words, it's actually boring. You know, it's just, it's, it's even out. it's a linear line and it's not moving and life experiences. We're not always high and we're not always low, but the beauty of when we're low, we appreciate the high because mm-hmm. we wouldn't recognize it without the other. So that's the harmony in finding the balance in every experience. So the harmony in finding the balance between the ego and the and the heart and the soul, right? That that balance of experience and finding our authentic self and what does that represent? And if you have a chance, I think you probably just YouTube it, but um, 
Greg Braden has a great uh, many, many videos, but I think there's one of them. Um, he talks about the heart-brain co- coherence, the connection mm-hmm. of the heart and the brain combined. Beautiful, beautiful uh, uh you know, educational experience to tap into if you choose to, but it's, they, they are scientists, they are beyond what I am. And they have a beautiful way of talking about that connection of the heart-brain coherence and its synergy and its its connection and its exchange and how amazing and magical that can be when we can find, for me in my own words, the harmony and the balance of the heart-brain connection. And I think, and look, we're humans again. Sometimes the ego will take over. Hey, I'm in my safe zone and I need it and that's okay. And sometimes the heart will take over and will be a mushball, a mess beyond vulnerable that we could ever think. And because we don't know how, we'll also hide. We'll hide away because we don't want the world to see us this way. There's just all this bored, beautiful beauty of it all. But in the end, the harmony within the balance of the heartbreak connection is actually a beautiful, beautiful life experience to uh, to mm-hmm. undertake and to embrace and to choose to understand and see and discover. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's harmony and in the balance it's not 50 50 it's really about finding that balance that works for you Mm, right yes it's not a one fit all size to this approach you need to look at your life and say okay what do i want more in my life of do i want more you know connection to people better relationship with my family members do i want all of this takes time, practice, definitely healing, definitely letting go and forgiving stuff um, to be able to create that space and acceptance and connection. But if you just keep thinking about the ego, the ego will never tell you to do such things, right? Because it will it never wants to keep say. You safe. It wants to keep you safe. So it will never say, hey, let's go healing and cry for three hours or <laughs> let's go journaling and meditate because the ego doesn't want that. The ego wants to preserve itself and wants to preserve its image and reputation and look good and be at the top of the world. And it thinks it knows it all. I remember when I was younger, definitely had a big ego um, because I always... First and foremost, I love my family, but I had to learn coping mechanism to protect myself from them. Mm. My parents, I love them. God knows how much I do, but they did not have maybe the best tools on how to deal with their own emotion and baggage and life experience. So it was brought on down or passed down onto my sister and I in a way that we had to learn how to develop a bigger ego in other aspects of ourselves. And we had to protect ourselves in order to survive. And that's the best word I could come up with. Look, I was never beaten up. I didn't have a miserable life. My parents always had a roof over our head, food on the table, clothes on my, you know, on my back. So I'm very beyond grateful for everything that they provided for me as a kid. However, the behaviors that was developed as a coping mechanism to protect myself from the emotional connection I had to them. Wow. That's what happened when, you know, I, before doing the work of actually diving deeper into this and discovering this, I always thought about myself as being confident. You know, people would see me and say, oh, you're confident. But all the time, all I could think was, you don't know what I've been through to be where I'm at. Mm. Because the ego wants to protect itself. It doesn't want to be open and ripped open and discovered. It wants to be, you know, 
the word that comes to me is selfish. It just wants to be rude to people. It doesn't want to connect. It doesn't want to share its emotion. It wants to be it put on a pedestal 24 to... seven. Yeah. Like I'm the best. I know it. Don't tell me. I don't need to know. You don't have to say anything to me. Like that's the attitude of the ego. Right. And my family, like even to this day, sometimes my mom tells me like, oh, I don't like your attitude. And that's her way of saying like, I don't like your ego. <laughs> but, and I recognize, like, I love her for it because it makes me realize that sometimes I can be a little bit more egoistic than soft. Yeah, because you're I can human. be, you know, well, you know, the relationship between parents and kids, how it can be. But the thing is, when I go in that mode, I guess, or tap more into my ego, it shows off as being cold, as being like, I don't care, or as someone who doesn't want to engage, right? Like, it, it feels like I'm totally someone else. You're closed off emotionally. I'm closed off, and there's no way for you to get past through that. However, when I tap into, like, someone saying a comment like this, like, hey, I don't like your attitude or whatever it just like snapped me out of it and then say, oh, yeah, I should be more compassionate. I should be more loving, more understanding, more patient. I should be asking questions rather than assuming. I should mm. be, you know, all of these things comes up. But it takes practice because at the end of the day, you're not, we're not taught these things for an obvious reason. Yeah. However, it is like detrimental to our existence here know, as human beings right? on the planet. So, if anything, like if anything you can take away from this is that you are who you are and you have both aspects of this and you need to find the harmony that works best for you. Yeah. And the balance between both. Definitely. So well said. You tap into something and I, I was having my own aha as you were <laughs> sharing your childhood experience. And, you know, um, everyone's childhood experience is so unique, no matter how it's portrayed, very traumatic, very hurtful, very painful, or very glorified or beautiful at the same time. Um, and I saw myself as I'm not saying my parents taught me how to feel. But like I said, I think I talked about it uh, in the past where I was all about emotions. I would listen to sad songs on purpose to make myself cry. Like I might might have been 10, 12, maybe sometimes night. I don't know. It was only radio back then, you know, no, mm. you know, whatever. We we're just tapping into cassettes after V, 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 v the, the big uh, the big the big cassettes. Anyways, um yeah, so and I would journal a lot about emotions and how I felt like it needed to be poured out. And like and we talked about it, I think, in that previous episode. Like I got rid of my old journals from childhood. They there was a lot of pain there. There was a lot of emotions being expressed, you know, very like little heartbreaks from boyfriend crush or whatever you want to call it, or mm. broken friendships, you know, at such a young age. And I wasn't taught how to deal with my emotions, but somehow I was more of an emotional person, more vulnerable, and not knowing how to allow my ego to step forward. And I somehow learned while growing up, while also battling low self-esteem, not believing in myself, always being too vulnerable, uh, had to learn how to protect myself and stand up for myself. And I think this is why still today I'm like, I kind of deny the ego a little um, because my emotions I feel have always taken such a front. And as growing up as an adult today, living in society, having to be independent, get a career, have relationships, you know, build a social network, uh, go to school. I I kind of found how the ego could stand up and I've literally sometimes have allowed, and if we could speak to another girlfriend of now of mine, we've had a beautiful deep conversation about it. I went into what we call the a-hole zone. Mm. Ego was full frontal right up there. 
and it didn't matter. It's like empathetic Annie and emotional, very caring, loving Annie at times would complete how would a certain experience or moment completely disappear to finally be so fed up that the ego would have so much opportunity to shine that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was never that mean to people, but to my level, I had gone to a whole zone literally. Mm -hmm. And I, I honored it. I was aware of it and I was full open and aware with deep conversation among friends. I'm in the a-hole zone. And if the other friend was like, well, no, Annie, come on, you're not that bad. Look, Mm -hmm. I've never gone there, but I've allowed it to go too far as to the point that I don't even care what anybody else might be feeling around me. Like that's, that was my ego a-hole zone for me. Right. And that's okay though. But having been a person more of emotions, even though I didn't know how to experience or manage or understand them growing up and still today i totally we talked about it in the previous episode like i'm passionate about emotions the, the, the what they represent how they are experienced and how they are so not well understood and the impact they can have in our lives negative or positive but when the ego comes in i've allowed it to take me to the extreme like mm-hmm. full-blown like overdose right ego overdose that i put up those walls and i was actually not caring the repercussion and when you choose to be surrounded by people that you're like you know that it's with me with my husband in this relationship or my friendship with you or the girlfriends that I physically get to see and hang out on weekends uh (laughs) together or um you actually it's like realizing if you're choosing to have an experience with someone where an energy will an exchange of energy will take place emotions will be expressed you can't be in your a-hole zone Mm -hmm. you can but somebody's going to get hurt. So if not, if we're there, why are we putting up barriers? Why are we standing on our own pedestal? I'm on my mountain, you're on yours, but we're hanging out in the same room. What's the point? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, where's the exchange? Where's the beauty? Where's the experience? Where's the, where's the, where's the community? Where's the give and take and take and give of the healthy harmony of the balance of the exchange between two people? Absolutely. Yeah. It takes, it takes time, it takes recognition, it oh, takes practice, so much. but it does take, you know, humbleness mm, to recognize that well at said. the end of the day, we all have an ego and that we all have, you know, experiences that makes us want to put that barrier up, but only when the barrier is down, you'll be able to fully experience your true self. Mm-hmm. So think about that and, and yeah, hopefully you gain something from today and that you were able to grasp on the concept. This is just a tip of the iceberg. So Literally. by all means, <laughs> if ever you want to dive deeper into the subject, go do your research, try to read some books or educate yourself on how you can really diffuse that aspect of yourself so you can get more of who you truly are and live more authentically. So stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll be discussing more about people-pleasing behaviors and how they can serve us or destroy us uh, as they are a tendency develop as a byproduct of our expectations and people surrounding us and not being able to cope with their own emotion and own baggage, trauma, and so on. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening and hope to see you next week. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, embraceyourlifepodcast.com, to learn more how you can live your most authentic life. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember to embrace your life.